Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Yeah, so Ryan met Stephanie, met her on Match. She's awesome, cute, good-looking. Drink beer, eat chicken wings. She's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> of course, she Likes is. Likes football. They went to B-dubs. I love the her. Bengals game. She can hang. She's totally chill. And uh, I don't want to oversimplify it, Ryan, but between you two and your time at Buffalo Wild Wings, it sounds like everything went extremely well. There were no awkward moments right up until the very end. The whole night, you guys were getting along. And as they were leaving, he walked her to her car, kissed her on the cheek, said he'd talk to her later. And he has tried to talk to her. It's been later. He's tried to reach out, and she has mm-hmm. not responded to any of his texts. He even sent her a message on Match where they met, and nothing. Did I leave anything important out, Ryan? No, you get it's, it's all. You got all the points. Okay, it all sounds great. See, wow. Jen, I, I listen. Kinda, yeah, you did. That sometimes. was very well done. Do you have notes over there? No. I'll talk Are you that. fibbing me? No. <laughs> What'd you write down? Nothing. I didn't write. Oh, anything yeah. Yet. There's another piece of paper over there. It just has their names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the details I remember, the names I seem to have trouble with. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and call Stephanie, because it says Stephanie right here on the paper. Yep. Let's see what she thought of Ryan and her date with him. Hello? Hi, Stephanie. Hello? Who is this? Hi, Stephanie. This is Jeff Thomas, and I'm with the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. How are you? And the noise you hear in the background is Jen on her iPad. <laughs> Watching a Hallmark commercial or what a movie or something. I don't know. This weird thing, this video popped up, and I accidentally <laughs> hit something, and it made it start playing. And It's arm knitting. There's something that you're, this woman is knitting uh, something with her entire arm. It's weird. I apologize, Stephanie. Sorry. <laughs> Fritch and Tim are here. Is this the second date update? It would be if Jen would put her iPad it's down da- for five I, minutes. Uh, it's down. It's down. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Are you not excited yeah. about our phone call? Or are you not a fan of the show? I'm a fan, but not when it's when you're calling me. Oh, well, yeah, when you're in the hot seat. I'm, We've heard that before. Exactly. We hear that. We get that every day. Well, I'm sorry about that. but You sound really sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was sincere, wasn't it? But do you know who this is about? Do you know who we're calling about? I do. Really? I okay. forget his name, Ryan. <laughs> no, I don't forget his name. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Actually, he was really nice. And 
I had a good time with him. Well, good. He said you were awesome. So what's going on? He hasn't. He said he said he would mostly uh, awesome. Mostly awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Enlighten us. All right. Well, so we had a good time. We went out, watched the game. But he, we at one point we the thing that I guess it's the main thing that it was was that. He was talking to me about work. We were just talking about work, and he works in a cubicle. And he was saying how recently they had hired this new girl. And he went on about how hot she was, and she was so hot that it was distracting. Oh, and um, Ryan, what are you doing? <laughs> apparently, she was so distracting that he had to go to his supervisor and have them move him because <laughs> um, it was causing him to fall behind in his work. <laughs> oh, wow. Because he was so distracted by her hotness. <laughs> yeah. I went through this with Jen. She yeah. wanted monitors to separate us because I'm so distracting. It is. Her. I can't look at him and focus at the same time. I imagine that from your voice. It's not easy being beautiful. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, so, okay, so it, it was the chatter then about this girl and how we just kind of went on and on about her. That yeah. It was like weird, first of all, on a first date to be like talking about how hot this girl is and she's just so hot. I just can't. Yeah. It's so distracting. Just like on and on about how hot she was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like one comment. Yeah. And, um. And, uh, you know, it's like on a scale of 1 to 10, she's like a 12. And like, no, she's like a 15. <laughs> and then going back to it again, revisiting it, <laughs> revisiting it. Ryan, wow. what are you doing? Yeah. Ryan, what's going on? What, what, what were you thinking, man? We didn't revisit it so many times. Saying, but, the, I mean, I mean, she's attractive. Right. She <laughs> dressed. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In such a way that it would be a little distracting. And, you know, honestly, I would hope that a woman would be thrilled that I asked to be moved, you know? <laughs> I'm taking my career seriously, and I want to stay focused, and I just I can't have that, that woman in my peripheral vision or anything, you know? She's just there. I love how Ryan is spinning this, because he could have gone a step further and said, how great is it that I move to avoid any temptation? Because just imagine if I were in a relationship... This is proof that I would do the right thing. You didn't give him enough time because I think he was headed in that direction. Oh, yeah. sorry. I think he <laughs> thinks like I it. think he thinks like you do. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I really should go to work for a politician. Because the moral character that you would bring to the campaign. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, but the way that you can spin and shovel is pretty amazing. Uh-huh. You Jeff definitely Thomas need to spin. Yeah, you need to put your PR skills to work there. If either of the three of you were ever in trouble, oh, you're, you're the guy, guy to call. Call me, and we can't afford a lawyer. You. We'll bring you in. I just think about how I wouldn't want to hear how hot some other girl was on our date, though. Like that's a friend zone conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Ryan, I got to ask you why you didn't ask her out instead of Stephanie. Well, against company policy to date coworkers, so. 
Oh, really? <laughs> Makes sense to us. Oh, that's funny. Uh, there are days that we think we should have that here, honestly. <laughs> For sure. Half the building is dating each other. I know. <laughs> that's true, too. But we're here so much and we work so damn hard. Some of us wouldn't be able to have a personal life. We understand true. each other. That's right. Yeah, that's what it really boils down to. Well. All right, so no second date, Stephanie, out of the question. Never going to happen? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I appreciate your honesty in letting us know. Yeah. Ryan, you ding-dong, don't do that again. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I need someone with more self-control. Although I do give you credit for asking to be moved. And I give you credit that you asked to be moved as opposed to going in and saying, hey, make her move. Mm. Right. Just don't talk about it so much. Yeah. Or ever again on a date. How about that? (laughs) On a date, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just wonder what would happen if if he didn't move. Like, what would happen in his feet, in his cubicle? He wouldn't get any work done. What would he be doing? You want to answer that question, Ryan? (laughs) Weird, he's at work. Say that again? Like, the whole thing makes it hard. Weasel. All right, well, listen, Stephanie, thank you for listening to the show. Thanks for being a fan, and we appreciate you kind of going through this ritual with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, you're a true Jeff and Jan fan because you've been through Second Date Update. Straight up. True. All right. True. And Ryan, right, thanks, good luck, man. I hope you learned something from this. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I'm moving forward. All right, buddy. Oh, good luck. Take it easy. Yeah. I Bye. mean, you know, we're just kind of messing with him, but not really. Right. <laughs> God love him. Yeah. Oh, is she still connected? I'm still here. Oh, he is. <laughs> what a creeper. <laughs> so she's pretty hot, huh, Ryan? Her voice has got me all. No, that's her. She's got... There you go. There okay. Go. Sorry. What now? Say it again. Her voice has got me all crazy. I know. Ryan said Stephanie was cute, and she did have a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> now, does the hot chick in the office have a sexy voice, too? I don't even see her anymore. All I hear is that voice ringing in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, buddy. We got to hit it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have, have, a, have a great rest okay. of your day. Take Bye. it easy. Bye. Cheers. All right, if you've been out on a first date and you haven't heard back and you want us to do a second date update, call for you. Very simple. 513-749-2320 or email us. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. And then tomorrow. Yes, a second date update with a happy ending, baby. Very happy ending. A $500 happy ending. That'll happen at 755 so that's tomorrow right here with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. In the meantime, we've got mostly cloudy skies today. See a high around 48. Time for some of the news that didn't make the news this morning. An easy way to improve your sleep, your health, and your sex life. And the one restaurant where you probably should never complain about the food. It is Tuesday, January 24th of 2017. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. It may seem to you like there's not a whole lot of good news out there right now, but you should really try to find some and talk about it in bed tonight. Apparently, it makes for spectacular foreplay. (laughs) A new study out of Gonzaga University in Washington found that when couples talk about good news in their lives or even in the world before they go to bed, they have a better sex life. It also helps people sleep better, mm-hmm. which, as you know, that improves your overall health. Yeah. Exactly. And that can help you live longer. And if you're struggling to think of good news, 
because you're so consumed with the bad news. The researchers say even small things from your day are okay, like telling them, hey, uh, you squeezed in a workout. Or, you know, I had a great conversation with Tim at the office today. Mm -hmm. Or something that is remotely positive. Even if you have to grasp at straws, anything will help. I would love to see all the networks do one nightly, just one time, one 30-minute news broadcast of nothing but good news. And just see how interesting it would be to see how many people tuned in, to see how we all felt after it was over, if if it it would have... What happened? If it would adjust our attitudes at all and make us think, hey, the world's not such a horrible place after all. There are more good things going on in the world than there are bad things going on in the world. You know what's crazy is I know so many people that love to watch CBS Sunday morning because most of the stuff on that program is Uplifting, uplifting, inspirational arts and entertainment, or and at the very least, interesting and interesting, if, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one of my favorite shows. It has been for years. I mean, uh, God, a whole a whole thirty minutes without gloom and doom wouldn't that just be something? I think they feel like if that one tiny segment they do at the news at the very very end, that fifteen seconds should be enough to end on like a high note. They do try to end on a high note. They I'll do. give them that. On NBC, they they usually I think they have like a, a lifestyle. They story. call it like mm-hmm. in our making a difference segment. Tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and here's a firefighter saving a cat at a tree. Yeah, and it usually is pretty cool and pretty positive. It is nice to at least end on that. Well, America has some very expensive places to live. It also has some really nice, cheap places to live, especially compared to the rest of the world. A new study ranked 406 different cities around the world based on how affordable they are. Now, they only looked at cities in first world countries for the study, but four of the ten most expensive in the world happen to be right here in the United States. But so are eight of the ten least expensive the most expensive city in the world evidently is hong kong but the rest of the top 10 number two sydney australia vancouver british columbia came in at number three followed by auckland new zealand san jose california melbourne australia honolulu los angeles San Francisco. I'm surprised L.A. is more expensive than San Francisco. I would have flip-flopped those two. Hmm. And Bournemouth and Dorset, England. Other than the English cities, they're all in the Pacific Ocean. And who would have thought that? Right. The most affordable city in the world. Check this out. The most affordable city in the world right now is Racine, Wisconsin. Ooh. Who knew? in Racine? I don't know. Anybody ever been there? No. No. It sounds cold. I wonder how far up it is. Well, isn't that isn't racing? Wasn't there a, a ball team in a league of their own from racing? Oh, the women? there was. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I don't know the first thing about it. Never been. Oh, it's right on the water. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I can't see the how whole far north. I can't see the whole state, but that's where racing is. Mm. Let me see if I can zoom out for you. Yep. There you go. Bay City, Michigan, came in at number two. Michigan. Followed by Decatur, Illinois. Operator, operator, can you put me through to Decatur? That's not far from. Racine <laughs> is between up. Milwaukee and Chicago. Yeah, okay. it doesn't look like it's that far north. Oh, it's between Milwaukee and Chicago, huh? Yeah, hmm. here's the map. That's cool. So there it is, and that's Milwaukee and that's Chicago. Huh. There you go. Uh, let's see. Elmira, New York. 
I've flown into Elmira. It's not that far from Ithaca. But it's pretty quiet there. There's not a whole lot going on. East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Karatha, Australia. Lima, Ohio. Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. Oh, look. Moncton? Yeah, M-O-N-C-T-O-N. Right on. (laughs) Peoria, Peoria, Illinois. Hey, now, there you go. And Rockford, Illinois. Wow. That's outside of Chicago, isn't it? Rockford? Rockford, yeah, a little ways. But, uh, yeah, Peoria, what do you know? Would you ever move move back to Illinois? Uh, Probably. Yeah, probably. I would never move. I I would not choose to move to Chicago. If I were to move back to Illinois, I'd probably move back to my hometown. Peoria. But Mm -hmm. if you had a job in Chicago and you lived in Racine. Oh, God. I don't. I don't think I could handle another commute. I'm driving this morning, going. I live too far from the radio <laughs> station. We've been telling you that for years. I know, and most of the time it doesn't bother me at all. I like Mason Westchester area, but oh, there are days where I hate you people that live five minutes away. Like, oh, not fair. <laughs> You need to move just a little closer. Actually, it's more like six for me. Oh, is it six like, now? Red lights, oh, yeah. yeah. Hit the red light. I'm like 17, and that's kind of perfect. You know? if it, yeah, right around 15 is good. You need to move just a little closer. Mm-hmm. In fairness, President Trump actually did draw a huge crowd over the weekend. On Saturday, between three and five million people, mostly women, gathered to support him. Was that what they were doing? <laughs> In New York, L.A., Chicago, Washington, D.C., but there were protests in all 50 states in 32 countries. They say it was the biggest protest in American history, which can you imagine having that many women mad at you? I mean, (laughs) I get nervous when one woman is mad at me. Yeah, Kimmel was uh, reading off a bunch of funny signs from the Women's March over the weekend, and some of these are actually pretty good. Not only was this the biggest protest, it had the hands down the funniest signs of any protest ever. Here are some of my favorites. These are real signs. We shall overcome. Um, Melania, blink twice if you want us to save you. I've seen smarter cabinets at Ikea. Trump skis in jeans. <laughs> this sign isn't very good, but neither is our president. He doesn't even have a dog. This one is a simple but effective. I'm very upset. <laughs> they we're saying uh, there's already a, a stark contrast in the way that business is conducted at the White House. Uh, pretty consistently every night around 630, the president would wrap up at the Oval Office or wherever he was in the White House doing business and would go off with his family and have dinner, usually right around 630. Mm-hmm. And because the First Lady... And is, is it Barron, Barron Trump, the young one? The 10-year-old. Are mm-hmm. still living in New York. So uh, President Trump has the whole White House to himself, which frees him up time. to work into the night and sure. do working dinners and that kind of thing. So there's one difference in the way the day-to-day business is being conducted at the White House. Well, here's this. Would you rather complain at a restaurant and get a loogie in your food or have this happen? 46-year-old David Evans <laughs> took his wife out to an Indian restaurant in Wales on Saturday, and when the waiter asked how their food was, they said, you know, honestly, the meat was kind of tough and rubbery. 
So the chef came out to talk to them. And David's wife says the chef was rude and started swearing. So David followed him into the kitchen to get an apology. Mm. That's that's where you start running into trouble right there. Yep. And instead of getting an apology, you're going to follow me into the kitchen. He got a fistful of chili powder in his face, right into his eyes. That's got to hurt. And security camera got it on video. The chef claims he thought David was going to hit him because, well, why else would he follow him into the kitchen? Mm-hmm. So he threw the chili powder in his face as a means of self-defense. It does not look like David ever touched him or really had the chance to touch him. David says it was the most painful thing he's ever experienced, and he couldn't see at all. He tried flushing his eyes out in the bathroom, but that didn't really help, and eventually he had to go to the hospital in an ambulance. His doctors had to tape tiny tubes to his forehead that kept dripping some sort of solution in his eyes until the man could see again. Mm. Apparently, he could have gone blind. Oh, my gosh. And the chili powder also caused burns on his hands and chest. So now the chef is facing assault charges. Wow. Yeah. That escalated very quickly, sure huh? Sure did. All right. There can't be any faster way to make your new wife angrier than comparing her to your previous <laughs> wife, right? Yeah. 77-year-old woman. Her name is Marion... Magnone, Magnon, Magnon, <laughs> Mayonnaise, Magnon from Lady Lake, Florida. Lady Lake, Florida, man. That's second time this week. City's come up. Hmm. Anyway, she was um, she was with her husband and some friends last Thursday when he whipped out a nude photo of his late ex-wife and started showing it off. Does it say how old the picture is? Is this his his wife naked at 28? Yeah, I don't know. Or 68? Because that's say. two completely different pictures. Well, it didn't seem to matter to his current wife because she was so upset she threw food at him and then mm. hit him. The cops came and, I don't know, that punch must have drawn some blood because the guy had blood on his shirt and food on his head, so... <laughs> Busted. She got a good punch in, but she's also been arrested for domestic mm. battery. At uh, 77. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, here's actually a pretty cool story. I, I suppose it doesn't really matter if you're a fan of the whole women's march that happened over the weekend or not, but this result is pretty cool. There was a food bank in downtown Seattle called the Food Bank at St. Mary's, and they normally serve about 500 people a day. That's a lot of people. Yep, and I guess they had to shut down this past Saturday because they're located like right in the middle of where the Seattle Women's March happened. Okay, there were so many people there that no one could get there to eat. So instead of serving food, they just sort of handed out water and allowed the protesters to use their bathrooms. Well, the protesters were conscious of that, appreciated it. And in return, ended up donating almost $10,000 in cash as wow. a result. Wow, that's right. That's not bad. No, it's uh, actually pretty good. And the director of the food bank says it was totally unexpected. It was absolutely huge. We were just talking in a board meeting about the shortfall that we're going to experience this year. It means buying fresh fruits, um, perhaps some meats if the meats don't come in, milk, uh, eggs. Yeah, they were... 
just having a conversation about how they might not get enough donations to cover their expenses this year, so that extra $10,000 is huge mm-hmm. for them. The Golden Raspberry Awards were announced yesterday. The Razzies. We know who is nominated for what. So many bad movies. They expanded from five entries per category to six. So Zoolander, number two, and Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, tied with eight nods each. I didn't see either one of them. Yeah, Batman versus Superman. It was long, but I liked it. It I enjoyed it. Both are up for Worst Picture. Along with Dirty Grandpa, Gods of Egypt, Hillary's America, and Independence Day Resurgent. Hmm. I don't think I saw any of those. Nobody saw Hillary's America? I saw it. You and? It was interesting. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, it's a documentary, right? Yeah, I also saw Dirty Grandpa. (laughs) How was that? (laughs) It was funny. (laughs) You got to get that. Efron and uh, what's his face? Who was the Dirty Grandpa? Uh huh. Not Al Pacino. The other one, Robert De Niro. Yeah, it was funny. What would you vote for the worst? I mean, I think you've seen all of them, right? Or no, I haven't seen all. I don't know. I would pick probably Zoolander too, just because it's Zoolander. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Ben Stiller recognized for starring in and directing it. Also up for worst screen combo with Owen Wilson, Will Ferrell, and Kristen Wiig also got nominations for Zoolander. Then Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill both up for worst actor in Batman versus Superman. I, I mean, they're making sequels and all kinds of stuff with those oh. movies, aren't they? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What was so coming. bad about what do they think is since I didn't see it? What do they feel was so bad about the movie? I think the whole, maybe the whole storyline, I think, is what the biggest issue was. I mean, you can't complain about the special effects were great. The acting, they're pretty good actors. Yeah, I mean, they're all right. It's Superman and Batman, you know? It's not like it's, it's not like a Star Wars. When I walked out of there, I (laughs) I thought to myself, oh, I didn't know Metropolis and Gotham were across the river from each other. I didn't either. (laughs) That's, and apparently that's pretty common knowledge. It's like Minneapolis-St. Paul. <laughs> it is. Maybe that's well, what people don't is. like about it. Well, it's not true to form. Well, no, it is. I think that is oh, true is? to the comic book. Yeah. Oh, well, I then I don't is. know then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're contenders for worst screen combo, which is which is funny. And Megan Fox, worst supporting actress for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last year. She's up for uh, worst actress for the sequel this year. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well... 31 years. 31 years. That is how long Stedman Graham has been with Oprah Winfrey without putting a ring on it. No, he put a ring on it. Well, he put an engagement ring on it. 31 long, years. Like, they're long still engaged. Ago. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a patient man, but patience has limits. And according to Radar Online, those limits have been reached. Keep in mind, Radar Online is not often it's not reliable. The National Enquirer. <laughs> but you joke. You joke the about Pulitzer the National Enquirer. Yeah, I'm always the first one to bring up. They won a Pulitzer Prize. They did. Did they win it or just nominated? I don't remember. They were nominated. Weren't they for that story? What was their big story? The senator or yeah, whoever yeah, yeah. he was who was screwing around on his... Wife with cancer. Right. John Edwards. John Edwards. That's it. So Radar Online says that Stedman and Oprah had this explosive fight over the holidays, and he told her she either walks that aisle with him or he is gone. 
They have a source supposedly saying that he is bitter and humiliated after waiting decades for Oprah's hand in marriage. He told her that he either wants a wedding in the very near future or he is jumping back into the dating scene. Ooh, Stedman. Do you believe this? I don't believe it. For what? Why would he give up a good thing now? No, I don't believe it. But I'm enjoying the story. <laughs> uh, the story goes on to say it might have worked because the source says after their fight, Oprah apologized to him and said that they would marry soon and that she would give him a big chunk of her fortune. Yes. Oprah and Stedman were engaged in the early 90s, but they kind of blew it off, mainly because Oprah has never wanted to get married. A few years ago, she said he is a traditional man, and this is a very untraditional relationship. I think it's acceptable as a relationship, but if I had the title wife, I think there would be other expectations for what a wife is and what a wife does. Like what? You'd have to ask Oprah Winfrey that question. But... uh, like I said, I doubt any of it's true. It is from Radar Online, but I mm-hmm. did find it entertaining nevertheless. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm feeling sorry for Scott Bayo because it looks like for the second time in a little over a month, he's been attacked for supporting President Trump. Friday night, he was heading into a Trump victory ball with Charlie Gasparino from Fox Business. Charlie says a bunch of, quote, anarchist thugs called Scott a bleeping fascist. And then one of them lunged at him. Gasparino was saying he pushed the guy away and then his producer intervened and the crisis was averted. But later on, Scott and his wife were approached by another group and this time they had to be, quote, extracted by the police. Hmm. Just last month, if you remember, poor Scott was attacked by the wife of Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith at an elementary school function. (laughs) I forgot about that. I know. It's like, jeez Louise. Hmm. What about all that talk about love? I know. Doesn't right? sound like love. Unity. Alec Baldwin, by the way, has been uh, showing off his Donald Trump impression on Saturday Night Live all season. But on February 11th, he will serve as the official host with Ed Sheeran as the musical guest. Of course, hosting isn't anything new for Alec Baldwin. It'll be his first time doing it since 2011, but it is actually his 17th time overall. Wow. Which is now going to be, that will be the official Saturday Night Live all-time record. Steve Martin is next. He's done it 15 times. And John Goodman is third with 13 times. Uh, SNL will be off this weekend, but it will be back with a new episode on February 4th with host Kristen Stewart and musical guest Alicia Cara. Kristen Stewart is hosting. Kristen Stewart. Wow. Hey, I'll tell you what. She was in Cafe Society, which I saw last year. That was the Woody Allen movie, mm-hmm. and I thought she was great in it. I was never yeah. a Kristen uh, Stewart fan prior to that, but I mm-hmm. thought she was great. Did a good job yeah. there. Terrific. Well, Vegas has taken our bets for the Super Bowl, and these are my favorite ones. These are the prop bets. Let you bet on the nonsense that surrounds the game. So here are some good ones. The odds that Lady Gaga will have a wardrobe malfunction that, quote, must expose an intimate part of the body 15 to 1. 15 to 1, all 50, right. Yes, it must expose intimate part that is written she in the description. She wears those really short shorts. And I actually saw one time an interview with her that said that they actually glue her into... The shorts, mm. so that so her nothing. lady parts don't show, but mm. there's always a possibility. Okay, Odds are on her hair color, ranging from the most likely blonde slash yellow at 1 to 5, least likely purple at 25 to 1. Mm. 
The odds that she says the word Trump at any time during the Super Bowl halftime show, 9 to 5, or about 35%. That seems like a bit of a trap bet. She's always compared to Madonna, but I don't know. I don't know if she'll make it political or not. Hmm. See if she resists. All right. Uh-huh. Anything else? Uh, nope, that'll do. That is your latest T News. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.